shared with the pastor in private. I need to say it to him publicly, thank him again for allowing me to share his preaching place. I want to thank you for your presence and for your prayers. And you've been so patient this week and allowed me to share with you my convictions about our Christ. I've been blessed. I've been blessed. I feel like I've cheated. As a matter of fact, I've gone home both nights just riding the crest of the wave. Amen. Uh, amen. You, you know how it is when you go to bed happy. Amen. And I've just been rejoicing and just thanking God. To God be the glory for the things he has done. I, I learned a long time ago that you get in trouble when you try to steal God's glory. Amen. Give glory to God. And so I'm just honored to be here and I thank God so much for him. God came a few years ago and took my brother, caused him to fold up his tent and go home. But then he gave me another brother. So I got another brother from another mother. And uh, I'm grateful for him. I'm grateful for him. I always like to remind you that God has picked one of his best pastors in the world and put him in new mission. Amen. 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 And don't you, don't you ever forget that God has blessed you. And, 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 and if, you, if you're an observant person, you can't help but notice that every time he opens his mouth, you sense how he's growing and developing in the Lord. I'll tell you how influential he is. He says stuff and got me saying something. <laughs> Amen. I find myself every once in a while saying, even now. <laughs> Amen. Even now. <laughs> but we're just delighted and we just thank God for you. I, I only hope that in these nights together that there's been something said that will, that will stick with you in the days to come. And God has a way of bringing back to our remembrance Things and I'm just hoping and praying that, um, that you have heard something this week and that you'll hold fast to it and that it will be a continual blessing to you. And if it blessed you, share it with somebody else. Amen. And so that it'll bless them also. I want to thank God tonight for the members of our choir who are here tonight. Amen. And the members. Amen. Members of our church who are here, and I appreciate their presence so much. So they're going to come, and they're going to sing. And if you know the song, you can be a part of the choir right where you are. Amen. Pray for them that God will use Thank our choir and our minister music for their contribution to this worship experience. If you brought your Bibles with you tonight. Would you turn with me to the second chapter, the Gospel of Mark? The second chapter, the Gospel of Mark, the first five verses. Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 
5. And again he entered into Capernaum after some days and it was noised that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was, and when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Thank you so much. We ask your prayers tonight as we consider the subject, that's what friends are for. That's what friends are for. Have you noticed that every day of our lives we find ourselves engaged in or surrounded by some crowd? There are all kinds of crowds in, in the world. If you go to work, there's the work crowd. If you're still going to school, there's the school crowd. And then there is the church crowd. But one of the things I've discovered, and I'm quite sure that you have too, is that it is easy to confuse a crowd with genuine community. Common unity. You discover that there is a difference between a crowd and a community. It's, it's the same as assuming that because a group of people have the same address that there's a family in the house. But sometimes the house is just where people sleep and eat together but don't confuse it with a family. Our world is becoming so divided. <clears throat> Amen. Um, we have reached the point where some people seem to tell themselves that they don't need anyone else. Amen. Some people seem to operate under a radical, individualistic, independent frame of mind. It seems that they have convinced themselves that they can do it on their own. Amen. And manifest an air of self-sufficiency and self-gratification. Amen. A Gallup poll was conducted recently and the poll seemed to 
prove the fact that America is filled with the loneliest people in the world. Amen. You remember the Beatles, Paul McCartney wrote a song that said, Where have all, where do all the lonely people come from? And then he asked, Where do they belong? My brothers and my sisters, we discover that in this history, this period of history, it does seem that people choose to disconnect themselves from community, even in the church. And if you've read that powerful book of Acts, you, you discover that one of the distinctions of the early church was their unity. Uh, it is said of them that people in observing the early church would ask or would comment, oh, how they love each other. Amen. Amen. But now our relationship has, in many instances, deteriorated to a superficial kind of level. Well, let me, let me illustrate. Here's what happens. On Sunday, when we get together, we exchange communication like this. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Huh? And how are you? I'm fine, too. Now, what happens with that is is that there is a lack of honesty in it. You, you, you ain't fine every Sunday. No, not fine every Sunday. And, and so what we do, what we do is, is we, we, we consciously and unconsciously disconnect ourselves from community. Amen. And, and sometimes you can sit on the same row for years with somebody and not even know their name. Amen. 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 I had a good friend of mine who went to a particular church in Cincinnati and was there six months before he found out that his first cousin was a member of the same church. Amen. Amen. And so what, what is happening, my brothers and my sisters, is that we find ourselves disconnecting ourselves from one another. Amen. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 25, instructs us, forsake not the assembling of yourselves, as the manner of some is, and encouraging one another, even the more so, as you see that day approaching. Amen. Amen. And so before you reach the conclusion that you can make it in life uh, by yourself, uh, let me suggest to you that you need to be reminded that life is full of heartaches and <clears throat> headaches. It's full of misery <clears throat> and misfortune. It's full of up and downs 
And because you are up today does not mean you'll be up tomorrow. Amen. And whatever you do, don't burn all the bridges that carry you over. For there will be times, whether you want to admit it or not, you're going to need a friend. <clears throat> you're going to need a friend because everybody gets lonely sometimes. Amen. And do you know I know people who have large, who come from large families, many siblings, brothers and sisters. They have brothers, they have sisters, they don't have a friend. I got to say it one more time. They have brothers, they have sisters, but they don't have a friend. Amen. And, and so we need to discover, we need to be reminded that in this world you get, find yourself unhappy sometimes. Sometimes you're scared and sometimes you're worried. And so if you have a friend, you can share with someone who comes to your aid in your hour of need. I don't know who said it, but it's true. A friend in need <clears throat> is a friend indeed. Amen. Amen. And so a lot of people, uh, Pastor, mistake, look at, the, look at the church crowd and mistake the church crowd for a community. But it's not always so. Amen. Now, now, let me ask you, let me ask you a rhetorical question. Um, if you are, let me see your hand if you're a member of a church. Amen. Amen. Now, let me ask you this. How many folk in that church really know you on the inside? You, you, you do know that all of us have two sides. We, we have a public side and we have a private side and we learn that you can't judge the public side. Amen. You judge public side, it seems like everybody in church going to heaven. Huh? Come on now. You, you do know we know how to put it on. Amen. We, we have Sunday language. We have Sunday disposition. We have Sunday demeanor. We know how to put it on. Amen. So, so with the church that you are a member of, how many of those people in the church really know you on the inside? Let me go a step further. How many of the people in the church that you are a member of know where you hurt? Huh? Well, let me go a little further. How many of the people in the church that you are a member of know what you are struggling with? Huh? Has the church become a hideout? 
Huh? Can we be honest enough in church to confess that we are not what we appear to be? How many people, how many people in the church that you are a member of know what your struggle is? A amen. Amen. And, and then let me go further. How many of the people in the church that you are a member of know what your temptation is? Huh? Yeah, yeah, know what your temptation is. And, and then, you know, how many people in the same church that you are a member of know where you need prayer? Huh? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got to learn to check our friendships. Amen. Amen. We, 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 need, we need to be so in our churches that people know the real deal. Huh? And you know, the only way that can happen is we be honest. You know, some, some, some folk are deter so determined to impress you. Amen. You know, you ask them how, how they're doing. I'm blessed and highly favored. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. But that's not always the real deal. A amen. 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 And so, and so, uh, come here with me. Come to this text with me. And, and let's get the testimony of a man who has us to know that the folk you hang out with can be one of two things. Either they can be wings that lift you or there can be weights that hold you down. Amen. Now, preferably in life, we need some friends who are in the pickup business. A amen. Yeah, we need some folk who, who are in the pickup business. Uh, Duke University had came out uh, with an article and said to the church that we not only need to learn how to read the Bible, we, we need to learn how to read faces. Amen. We, we have a sign at our church at St. Mark, and it says, if you saved, tell your face. <laughs> Amen. My daddy used to tell me that folk can tell you a whole heap without ever opening their mouth. Amen. 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 And if you just learn to observe the folk around you, you'll discover that people are sending messages to you. Huh? Yeah, yeah, that they need some help. Amen. And so, and so in the text before us, here is a, here is a man who, who is in need of a friend. Amen. See, your experiences teach you who your friends are. Talk to me, somebody. 
I said, your experiences teach you who your friends are. Amen. And there are certain expectations that we have of a friend. Amen. From a friend, we expect companionship and comfort. See, if you, if you have a friend, you don't mind a friend, a true friend, getting involved in your life. Amen. We expect a true friend to be there and share with us our joys and our sorrows, to comfort us. Now, now, now don't get it twisted. Don't think that comfort means being lied to. Huh? No. Comfort doesn't mean misleading me. Amen. Comfort doesn't mean trying to make me happy about things that I should not be happy about. Amen. Amen. See, if you got a true friend, a real friend, they got to tell you the truth even when the truth hurts. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and so... This, this, this is the difficulty involved in choosing friends. Now, normally, we choose friends who agree with us. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's not a friend. <laughs> That's not a friend. If you love me, and if you're my real friend, and if you see me going wrong, You've got to get involved. You've got to say, hold it, hold it, Reverend. Hold it now. You, you've gotten off track here somewhere. Amen. Amen. And so many people choose intentionally to hang out with folk who will not tell them the truth about themselves. Folk who will not disagree with them. Have you ever noticed that if there are two people in the church and you make one of them mad, the other one will get mad with you too? And they don't even know what the first one got mad with you about. <laughs> amen. Yeah. But, amen. Folk who will not be honest with you. Folk who will not make you face the truth. It's a gathering of folk who cover for each other. But now hear, hear the testimony of this man. Amen. He is internally incarcerated. Amen. See, you don't have to be in prison to be a prisoner. Amen. And if you be honest, you know what it is to be handcuffed to a habit. A amen. 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 Now, now look what happens. Look what happens. This man is paralyzed. Amen. But the good news is he has some friends. <laughs> Praise the Lord. This man is paralyzed, but he has some friends. Amen. He has some, he has some friends. Now, notice I said some. All folk 
won't be your friend. But if you're blessed, God will bless you with some. Some folk you can confide in. Some folk you can depend on. And he has some friends. And, and look at his friends. Look at his friends. His friends now are under no obligation to help him. Now don't forget, he's paralyzed. He can't do nothing for himself. But he has four friends who love him. Four friends determined to serve him. Four friends who have heard the gospel. I know they've heard the gospel. If they had never heard the gospel, they wouldn't be looking for him. But they heard, they've heard the gospel, and so they make up their minds, we're going to go get him and get him to Jesus. A amen. 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 And so, so <clears throat> essentially what he needs is, he needs somebody to carry him. Amen. He, he needs somebody to carry him. He, he needs somebody to support him. Let me ask you, do you have any stretcher bearers in your life? Huh? Do, do you have anybody that you know if I need them, they'll carry me? I, I want you to know I want you to know everybody needs some carriers. Amen. 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 I'm talking about, now listen now, let me define who a carrier is. A carrier is somebody who knows all there is to know about you and still loves you. God Almighty. Huh? <laughs> Yeah, I got to say it just one more time. I said a carrier is somebody that knows all there is to know about you and still loves you. Huh? Oh, praise the Lord. If you have a carrier, somebody who knows the good and the bad, and they still love you, you are blessed somebody. Amen. 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 And, and, so, and so they come prepared to carry him. Amen. See, that, that's a wonderful description of the church. The church is supposed to be the place where you find carriers, where you find people who will encourage you who will challenge you, who even correct you. Amen. Amen. And, and I'm hoping tonight that all of you can identify somebody in the church you are a member of that you say, if I don't have nobody else, if I need somebody, I know that I can at least depend on them. Amen. Amen. I tell you, the good news is he had some friends. See, friends refuse to give up on your possibilities. Amen. 
Amen. They, they look at this man and they say, you are a paralytic with possibilities. A amen. Amen. You, you see, when, when you are a true friend to somebody and you know yourself, you know yourself so well you can't look down on your nose at anybody. Amen. As a matter of fact, the closer you get to God, the less judgmental you find yourself being. A amen. 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 I'm, I'm glad that God is in the process. Thank God. He's still delivering me <laughs> from a judgmental spirit. You, you know, sometimes once when we get saved, and we've been saved about three weeks. We put everybody down. I don't see how they could do that. And forget all about the fact that you, about four weeks ago, you were doing the same thing. Amen. 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 And, and we remember that but for the grace of God, there go I. And so they look beyond his paralysis to his possibilities. Amen. Amen. You see, they began to work with him and work for him. Now, praise God, the most important phrase in this passage is Jesus was in the house. Amen. Jesus was in the house. And the verse said it was noised about that Jesus was in the house. I don't care where you are, you just let the word get out. <laughs> just let the word get out that, that, that if it's a little storefront, let the word get out that Jesus is in the house. And you may not have a crowd, but somebody's coming. Because whether you know it or not, folk ain't looking for choirs and they're not looking for great preachers. All of them looking for Jesus. I want to know, is Jesus in the house? Amen. 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 And so these, these four friends have us to understand that each of us can be an instrument and bring somebody to Jesus so he can work on them. Amen. Now, when you go to bring somebody to Jesus, don't tell them that they need a suit, they need a tie, they need some flow shine shoes, don't need all of that. Tell them if you ain't got a suit, you ain't got a shirt, you ain't got a tie, listen, come on in, come on in. If your pants is sagging, come on in. When God gets through with you, you're gonna pull your pants up. Come on in. Amen. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter. This, this brother, this brother had some lifting friends. They let their friends down where Jesus was. Now, they, they discovered that, that, that in their bringing their friend to Jesus, there's always opposition. Now, the Bible says that the crowd was there, and the crowd had rushed in 
Because, you know, the crowd liked their seat. Amen. Yeah, they, they usually sit in the same area on Sunday morning. And if you get in their seat, uh, they'll give you an expression to let you know you, you chose the wrong place uh, to sit down. Amen. They, 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 they came, they came, but they ran into some opposition. Amen. Ran into some opposition. And so what happened now is that they could not come the ordinary way. They could not make it through the door. Amen. But they were determined. The fact that we cannot get in the door does not mean we're going to quit. We're not going to quit. If the normal way don't work, we'll take the abnormal. If, if the common way don't work, we'll try the uncommon. A amen. But one thing we know, we carried you here and we ain't carrying you back. We expect Jesus to do something in your life while we got you here. Amen, 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 amen. And so they, they, they tore the roof open. They tore the roof open. And for once, the church knew something was going on over its head. They tore the roof open and let the man down to where Jesus was. Amen, amen. And so the Bible says, Jesus saw their faith. Isn't that amazing? Amen. And then when he saw their faith, it was not the paralytic's faith. He, he had not yet obtained faith. He's still being carried. Amen. See, sometimes you got to wait on folk to obtain faith. Don't give up on folk. Huh? And don't put labels on people. Amen. Sometimes you got to give them a little room to grow. And so this man, he was there, and Jesus saw his friend's faith. And then Jesus began to diagnose the root cause of the illness. Amen. See, when you meet Jesus, you got to understand that you cannot predict how or when, how he will act or what he will say. Sometimes he'll surprise you with what his response is. Because see, sometimes Jesus wants us to learn that he has to disturb our conscience. Amen. So sometimes he may have to say something that hurts you. Amen. Amen. But it may hurt for a moment, but it'll help you in the long run. Amen. 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 And so this young man is there, and he has to learn some valuable lessons that you and I have to learn. Now, when change comes, it does not come from the outside in. Mm -mm. 
No, it comes the exact opposite. From the inside out. Amen. So what has this man and us paralyzed is not outside of us. Will you do me a favor and tell the person next to you, say, listen, I hate to tell you this, but, but your problem is not outside. It's on the inside. Amen. It's on the inside. But not only is it on the inside, it needs to be exposed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. God has to shine the light on that thing. Hey, amen. See, that's why sometimes when you're preaching, folk use that Baptist finger. Because you, you have gotten in that area, you see. Amen, amen. And, and we've got so much inside of us that needs to be exposed. Can I name just a few? We got hatred inside. We got doubt inside. We got jealousy inside. We got envy inside. We got negativity inside. We got a lot of self-defeating stuff on the inside. And it is preventing us from living with confidence. Amen. It's keeping us bound. It's keeping us paralyzed. Amen. And it is causing us to not believe that we can change. Amen. You know, I love that verse where Jesus says, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Well, I looked at that verse, I said, now, Jesus, if we already living, why would you come to give us life if we're already living? And it seems as if he said, don't think that because you got a pulse. Don't think that because you got a heartbeat that you are alive. No, he says, I am come that you have Zoe, the God kind of life. Listen. Can, do you remember when you thought you were living? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lord, have mercy. Uh, <laughs> I tell folk at the church, don't throw away all them old pictures. Uh-uh. You, you know the ones. <laughs> you remember? Uh, don't you throw all them old pictures away. I'm talking about the ones when you had on that two-piece velour suit. Uh, Lord have mercy. Uh, standing there, cigarette in your hand. Huh? Huh? Uh, and, and a glass of Johnny Walker Red. Have mercy, somebody. Oh, I'm sorry. I know you've been sanctified all your life. You, you ain't never done nothing like that. I'm talking about me now. Don't throw away all them old pictures. Amen. He, he, he saw this man, but look at how Jesus looks at the man. He looks at the man 
externally, but he examines him internally. Internally. Amen. Now, I, I, I began to look at this, Pastor, with my sanctified imagination, and I began to wonder how this young man felt when Jesus says to him, your sins are forgiven. Now, remember, he, he, he is paralyzed. He didn't come to talk about no sin. He came to get healed. But Jesus has to cause him to understand that there is a relationship between what's going on inside and what's being manifested outside. Amen. And so look what he says. He says, your sins be forgiven. But look at Jesus. Oh, don't you love him? Jesus says, now we're not going to talk about what your sin is. Huh? See, Pastor, I had to learn that when you're preaching on sin, you can't point out what it is. Huh? Yeah. Can't point out what it is because if you don't hit mine, <laughs> I'm going home thinking I'm all right. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I may say, tell him, Reverend. So, so, so Jesus, Jesus doesn't mention what the sin is. He just says, your sins are forgiven. Amen. Amen. Jesus knew that there was some change in this man's life that needed to be broken. There was some stuff in this boy that needed to be gotten rid of. Do you know that when people come to church, many of them lose sight of the fact that there's some stuff in them that they need to get rid of. Huh? They really need to get rid of. Amen. It's hindering them. It's handicapping them. Listen, listen, listen what I say. This is what I say to people at St. Mark. Whenever you come to church and the word is being preached, always say, I'm guilty. Huh? Whatever he's preaching about, just say, that's me. Huh? The only way God can help you is you realize your guilt. Huh? Yes, yeah, yeah. Got some stuff in them that needs to be gotten rid of. And so he says, son, your sins are forgiven. Amen. David says, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. Amen. Amen. Yeah, he says, your sins are forgiven. I'm going to set you free from the inside out. David says, you have searched me and known me. Amen. You are familiar 
with all my ways. Amen. Aren't you glad that there's somebody that you can't lie to? Huh? Yeah. 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 Pray, praise God. Thank God that all of us have somebody that we cannot lie to. Amen. Amen. And so he was blessed, my brothers and my sisters, because he had some friends. Amen. Amen. Can I ask you tonight, as I hurry to my seat, are you willing to be a friend? Amen. Amen. And do you have a friend? Let me see your hand if you got a friend. Oh, how blessed you are. Wait a minute now. I'm talking about a real friend. Huh? I'm talking to somebody who's going to tell it like it is. Who's going to tell you the real deal. Huh? If they, if, I don't want you to have no yes man. Huh? Huh? Yeah, you don't need no yes man. You don't need nobody always agreeing with you. Huh? You need somebody that loves you enough to say, listen, you know, I love you and you need to work on such and such. A amen. I've been noticing you and, and I love you, but, but you got a nasty attitude. Huh? You need to work on your attitude. Amen. You need somebody to tell you the truth. Amen. Amen. And so if you have a friend, a true friend, amen, and then I hope you'll be a friend to somebody. Amen. So that we can be honest in the church. Can I share this with you? God cannot bless who you pretend to be. Huh? God cannot bless who you pretend to be. Huh? Peter said, Lord, listen, I want you to know, though all men forsake you, I'll be there when the dust clears, I'll be there. Jesus said, Peter, 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 hold it, Peter. <laughs> you are speaking beyond your reach. Uh, you're talking beyond where you've reached yet. Huh? He cannot bless who we pretend to be. My dad told me before he left here, he said, son, you know why some folk live so long? I said, why is that, dad? He said, God giving them a chance to repent. And I'm glad that it ain't too late. Amen. See, the devil, the devil will try to tell you, oh, you're too old. Don't be worried about change. Now you're too old. Don't, don't you believe him? He's a liar. Amen. We're never too old to change. But we've got to realize that it's an inside problem. It's an inside problem. And we don't like to go inside. Read an illustration one day that there was a man who had lost his car keys in the house. 
but he was outside by the telephone pole just looking all, <laughs> all around the telephone pole. And a friend came up and asked, so what, what you looking for, man? He said, I done lost my keys. So where do you think you lost them at? He said, I lost them in the house. So if you lost them in the house, why are you outside? He said, it's dark in there. There are a whole lot of folk in the world, they're looking all over the place, trying to find it, looking all over the place, and don't realize that they lost it inside. And until the search is begun, back inside, then we'll always find ourselves suffering in the same area. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And when somebody tries to help you, or whenever you try to help somebody, remember that's what friends are for. Amen. To help those, help other folk get to Jesus. Amen. Um, and that's what we're about. Do you remember who helped you? Huh? Thank God for many of those old saints. The names are still with me. Many of them have gone on home. And I am today a product of all those old saints who loved me. Amen. I'm talking about back in the days when you got from whoopings from folk who wasn't your parents. Amen. 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 And they showed me what friends were for. This song has been on my heart today. I know I ain't got old, just got a little boy. It's left. But it says shackled by a heavy burden. And neath a load of guilt. You ever been there? And shame. But it says then the hand of Jesus touched me and now <laughs> I am no longer the same somebody said what happened he touched me oh he touched me and oh the joy that floods my soul. Don't ask me to explain it. All I can say is something happened and now I know he touched me and made me whole. 
shackled by a heavy burden and neath a load of guilt. Have mercy, Lord. And shame. The hand of Jesus, (laughs) he just touched me and now I am no longer the same. (laughs) He touched me. Oh, he touched me, and oh, the joy that floods my soul. I tried to put it in the words, but all I can say is something. Something happened, and now I I know he touched me, and he made me. Lord 
touch me and he made thank God he made he made me whole 